Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. All right, Miss Delora, how are you today, my lady? Hey, Ashley. I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. As you can see, I try to switch up my intros on occasion. Um, And I have to tell you about my big return to the theater that I had this week. Yeah. So I know you had already went, you went and saw Shang-Chi. I finally, which was bomb. Yeah. Which was everything. (laughs) I should have went and saw that instead because I ended up going because I had advanced screening tickets to see the last duel, which as of the people (gasps) who are listening, it has come out today. Right. So starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jodie Comer directed by Ridley Scott. Right. So it's a period piece, guys, for those who haven't Love looked this moment. up. Um, it yes. is based off of a true story, based off of a book. And I love me some Jodie Comer. You know, I'm, I know we both love Killing Eve. I also loved her and mm-hmm. Dr. Foster. But girl, I could have mm-hmm. kept my ass at home. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. Between a, a neighbor who sat next to me who was way too friendly. I mean, I don't know how many uh, beers this man consumed but he was leaning all on me he was talking to me the entire film he had to be like, shushed he did not know me. he was a stranger stranger danger Delora wow. between that and then just the narrative was it kind of dragged a bit it was it was painful just because of the story itself you know we've it's a watched really long movie too it was like two and a half hours mm-hmm. it was you know, in essence, almost watching an episode of Game of Thrones, <laughs> especially okay. the duel. But I just, it yes. just, it just disturbed my peace. I did enjoy the fact that it was told from different perspectives. It was told from three different mm-hmm. perspectives. But otherwise, like Game of Thrones, the book. <laughs> but otherwise, I was good. So, oh, I, so I'm so happy you're saying this, Ashley, because David and I are going to make another adventure to the theater and that was actually on the list so (laughs) (laughs) thank you for saving some time saving me some time thank you you're quite welcome (laughs) maybe go check out bond or something else (laughs) instead one of my favorite bonds that is one last question about the duel yeah how were the accents were they okay was it painful because we're talking about two guys from boston Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. How was it? That accents didn't like- bother me okay. at all, to be honest. And you know, Jodie Comer can hit an accent for almost anything. So absolutely. Yeah, she was a showstopper as always. But yeah, no, the accents didn't bother me. Matt Damon, this was definitely a departure from anything I've ever seen him do before, which was really interesting. But again, not interesting enough that I was like, yes, Mm, everybody should go watch this film. So okay, sorry to this man, but it wasn't it for me. All right. Now, guys, we're going to play a quick game of fuck 
marry, kill, but yeah, I'm adding in befriend because the way we're doing this is Delora and I both listen to higher learning podcasts. If you don't know, Van mm-hmm. Lake and Rachel Lindsay, love it. They played mm-hmm. this, and because we just had the whole social media situation, we're gonna do the it with social down. media. Yeah, so they did it with IG, Facebook, and Twitter. But I also need to add in Pinterest because for me personally, <laughs> Pinterest is a problem. So Delora, fuck Mary Keel befriend, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Uh. Okay, Ashley. Fuck Twitter. Marry Instagram. Kill Facebook. Befriend Pinterest. Okay. What about you? Okay. I am definitely marrying Instagram. I am definitely killing (laughs) Facebook. Because the thing that was in here for me with Facebook was like, oh, I got a lot of business connections there. Nah, y'all on my LinkedIn now. We good. Um, I am going to switch it up between your Pinterest and your Twitter, though. I'm fucking the shit out of Pinterest. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I am befriending Twitter. Me and Twitter are so cool. Funny. We are good. We have our moments. But man, Pinterest, of all the algorithms, Pinterest may know me the best. Pinterest knows that I'm obsessed with hair and home decor. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, for me, Pinterest, as of late nail design. Uh, hair, food, home decor. Yeah. And then you. like the, the quintessential benefits of whether it's like dry brushing helps with lift nodes and circulation <laughs> and whatever. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I tell you, I even looked at Pinterest to teach me how to tie a good front knot in my t-shirt. Like that's a whole thing yes. for me again that I've recycled yes. from my youth. Like telling y'all Pinterest is my, it's like my go-to search portal outside of Google for a lot of things that I'm looking for and to be able to like build out, you know, Hey, here's these hairstyles that I want to do in the mm-hmm. future. Here's, you know, it's just a little addictive, like of all of them, Pinterest yes. may know me the best. So oh, that's so fun. And Pinterest got a got a sexual relationship. Anyway, (laughs) Delora, let's move into our quick headlines and hot topics for the week. So, first up in quick headlines, girl, Captain Kirk goes to space. Okay, on Wednesday, William Shatner went to space at ninety, becoming the oldest person ever to make that trip i put a question on this a triumph for trekkies a tragedy for humanity um let me let me tell you give y'all a little bit more of the details so william shatner was on board a new shepherd spacecraft the one developed by jeff bezos rocket company blue origin and it was the same vehicle that he himself went to space in over the summer bezos is apparently a life the one that looked like a look like a look like a penis Bezos is apparently a lifelong Star Trek fan. And so he flew William Shatner comped girl with him. There were three crewmates. There was the co-founder. Yeah. There was a co-founder of a satellite company, planet labs and a software executive. Oh, they made sure in the CNN article I'm reading to note who were both paying customers (laughs) and, and also blue origins, vice president of mission and flight operations uh william shatner said of the experience what you have given me is the most profound experience i am so filled with emotion just extraordinary 
I hope I never recover for this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. Delora, back to my question. A triumph for Trekkies, a tragedy for humanity? This question is way too deep for me right now. Okay, Ashley. Um, so <laughs> I'm happy for him. He's 90. He's a Star Trek icon. How ideal is this, right? But I didn't know they were starting to do this. Civilians and all on a somewhat frequent basis. So I'm not looking forward to this. How many more flights? They need to be controlled. I know that sounds crazy, but like we need to limit how many times you're going to be going through this atmosphere situation. And yes, they were lucky these two times or three times if you want to include uh, the virgin guy. But yeah. I don't I don't really need this going on all the time. Because you remember Lance Bass? Always wanted to go to space to see next. Is Ashton Kutcher next? Who's the next celebrity? You know, I mean, like, they I just... very well are most likely on the list between Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic and Jeff Bezos. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole desire for space tourism, right? And the if you're wealthy right now, obviously you're able to afford these current costs because Virgin Galactic's tickets cost 450k, right? So Ooh. I mean to imagine that. I don't even know how to say it. To imagine that this is what the money that these men have are going towards and what the energy is going towards is why I say mm -hmm. it's a tragedy for humanity. Because, yeah, this is cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got Captain Kirk going to space. Yay, exciting. But I don't want don't let the, I don't want us to forget that there's so many problems and issues we need to be tackling on Earth. our planet Earth. and that yes. this whole idea of now trying to go and conquer the next frontier and go be some colonizers in space. It doesn't wow me. It doesn't excite me, Delora. No. Please no, use your billionaire status and your energy and your resources and your mind to focus on the things that we really need to sustain us and our um, planet. So, you know, I don't want all the excitement exactly. of celebrity to overshadow that because that's just how I feel every exactly. time I hear about this. So. Mm. <laughs> but good for you captain kirk okay i'm glad you got to experience something that was so profound for you and he did at it 90. at the age that i would have done it at i don't know if i would do it now 90 yeah that's when i'm probably gonna do my uh jump out of an airplane if i make it to 90 recap nation y'all hearing it first i'm gonna jump out that airplane okay i got y'all <laughs> Let's move on to our second quick headline, which is Cardi B's birthday bash. This is one year from 30, okay? This is her 29th birthday party, complete mm. with the dance hall-themed Pasha Pasha party. And also, girl, she was gifted a new home in the DR by Hubby Offset, complete with the pool on the roof. Some of the big names celebrated with her include Tiffany Haddish, Tiana Taylor, 2 Chainz, Snoop Dogg, Taraji P, Chance the Rapper, Winnie Harlow, Karuchi, Trey Songs, and the showstopper Lizzo. Because apparently Lizzo <laughs> in that sheer outfit may have, you know, showed up the birthday girl. What were your thoughts on this party? Any standouts for you fashion-wise? Was this, did you feel any FOMO <laughs> if you had been able to attend this bash? No, no FOMO, but very, very impressed with her birthday gift like yes buy me land buy me <laughs> paradise 
that is everything. I'm like, can you imagine someone gifting you a whole house? You know, Your status, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that's such a cool, cool gift. So yeah, it was like I when we talked about the fact. Thirty though, that's I know of- it's weird. It's funny though because it's like when we talked yeah. about when Michael B. Jordan gifted his girl stock, remember or Miss Stock, and we were like, okay. Oh. Go ahead and give yeah, me stock. Yeah. Yes, please. I mean, Kim and Kanye are known for that too. So I Lori Harvey. You know, couldn't think of her name for a sec. Oh, I didn't forget. <laughs> her mama <laughs> and Steve are tearing up Paris right now. But uh, I digress. <laughs> Lo- we hit him um, with them leather leggings on. I see you, Steve. <laughs> it's the all green ensemble for me. Okay. <laughs> His stylist is going nuts. Okay. We lifted it up. Taking these suits off. We showing up and showing out. Yes. I mean, happy birthday, Cardi. And she's looking amazing after having baby number two. I hope she's okay mentally and physically, but it seems like she is. So, yeah. Um, honestly, actually, I'm not going to lie. Lizzo's outfit made me think of you in terms of, I remember when Rihanna showed up to that fashion awards in that sheer ensemble. Okay. And you wrote Riri off. You're like, how could she ever do something (laughs) like that? And I'm like, did I write her off? I remember not liking it. (laughs) I remember not liking it. (laughs) And for me, I was like, this is a lot Riri, but body's banging. You know what I mean? So when I saw Lizzo do this, I'm just like, girl, okay, Lizzo. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this ain't even your birthday. It'd be different if it was her birthday. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, it, it's just, it's doing uh, too much spelled T-E-W for me. So <laughs> what about you, Ashley? No, I'm glad you brought up the Riri comparison. Cause no, my standards for Rihanna with fashion are very, very high. So when Rihanna steps out of something that I don't like, that's probably why I was even more upset because it's like, not my girl, Rihanna, right? I feel like there's a difference between fashion and I don't know, gratuity almost. Like, are you going more so for fashion or for the shock value of the look? Mm -hmm. And so the look Mm -hmm. for me just took away because I'm just looking at your nipples the whole, the whole night. That's all I see. And then she said her one regret is wearing panties. And I was like, so you was just about to be assed out on a red carpet. Like I just, you know, Yes. That's our one regret was the panties. I'm like, girl. But but to your point, it's funny because Lizzo, that is a great point of this wasn't even your birthday. You basically came naked. Like if I were the birthday girl, how would I feel about you showing up and up almost upstaging me? I'm seeing headlines that are more about you than about me. I don't know. I don't think Cardi's that type though. I think Cardi was like, live your best life, sis. I agree. And frankly, I didn't even know that was Cardi's birthday that Lizzo wore that too. And it looked like she was barefoot too. So I don't know if this was after (laughs) probably probably but who i mean they had a good time because tiffany haddish had to be held up on the way out (laughs) (laughs) i was looking at everybody i was looking at uh ella may getting down winding i love my girl karuchi loved the whole fit i would have definitely worn that um Mm -hmm. but back to the actual gift that offset gave her i loved it Mm -hmm. so much because what she mentioned was it was one of those 
I thought he wasn't listening to me, but he was listening to me gifts, right? She talked Mm. about, she had been telling him she wanted to invest in short-term home rental properties in the DR and other Caribbean countries uh, since people vacation all year round, but she didn't feel like he agreed with her and wanted to put money into other investments. So this was like, Mm -hmm. oh, honey, you really were listening to what I was saying and you're taking what I'm saying seriously in terms of like our financial future. So I loved it for that reason too, of just like the thoughtfulness. And I appreciate that about them. I mean, even it it reminds me when they gave their baby girl the Birkin for her second birthday. Is it a lot? Absolutely. (laughs) But at the same time, it is the equivalent of giving baby girl stock, honestly, because Birkin bags uh, return on investments are better than initial. Same with the Chanel bag. So if you know my husband, let him know. Oh, wow. It's okay. I'm just. Oh, wow. Actually, <laughs> go ahead and put that out there to the universe. I'll take the Chanel, Chanel back too. So you guys can DM Delora and let her know that I need a Chanel bag as well. <laughs> All right. Our last and final quick headline Kim K. On Saturday, Kim K controversially hosted SNL. People complained, Laura, that they were going to boycott. They were not upset with her being given this opportunity. They said, oh, this is usually for actors and, you know, comedians and people who have something to promote. But guess what? Her SNL hosting debut actually boosted ratings for SNL after their worst performing season opener in history. So Delora, yeah, Elon Musk is that was that their opener? It was John Krasinski, I believe. I read who was their opener for the season um, as the host. See, I don't even remember, and I watch SNL. But Elon <laughs> Musk has hosted. He has yes, the um, season two. Yeah. So for me personally, I only watched some of the clips, and then today, as research, I decided to watch more. So the Pink Panther outfit for the monologue, I did not love, but it did make her look like she give a nice, cozy hug. Um, I will say this for Kim. <laughs> when people doubt her, OJ jokes, debate aside, y'all can feel how you want to feel about that. I feel like she really rises to the occasion. Like, she has such a sense of humor in the jokes, and it didn't seem like anything was off limits about her life. I know she's not an actress or a comedian, but I thought mm-hmm. she held her own. And then, of course, my man, Jesse Williams, was in the Dream Guy <laughs> skit. So y'all had me. Y'all sold me. Okay. Delora, did you watch any of it? And what were your thoughts? I, I'm a regular watcher of SNL. Like, we watch it on Hulu the next day. <laughs> so we never stay up to watch it. It's a part of our rotation. And... You know, I don't care about the Kardashians, but this actually made me respect her more. I knew she wasn't going to fail just because Kim's not stupid. Like, she's been around long enough to disprove everyone who thinks she's just all about her butt. You know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> yes. there's more There's more to her, right? Absolutely. Um and I enjoyed it. I, her monologue was well rehearsed and well written. Okay. I wish she would have delivered it better, but for what it was, it was fun. I love when people don't take themselves seriously and she, she, she did it, especially because we know why they're famous. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all it, their it, ish is out in the streets. I mean, there's yes. no hiding. <laughs> no hiding. 
And so with that being said, um, I'm loving the hair makeup that has been on point. So I give it to her. The whole mono uh, chromatic Balenciaga moment she's going through from the Met on. I thought it was very interesting that at the Met it was all black and now we're like literally in the complete opposite. contrast in, the, in this hot pink moment, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, my favorite skits were the black bachelorette. the dream guy skit yeah yes the courtney judge show <laughs> that was hilarious even though I, really... I have to tell you the cameos from chris and from um chloe were cringy yeah. for me they were cringy I mean, chris, now chris lived up to what i anticipated a kardashian jitter to be when it comes to acting right like <laughs> very like Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm Chris Jenner. Like <laughs> I'm here. Really, really fun. And I really did enjoy the mom in the club situation because shout out to my girlfriend Tony. We went out for her birthday and it was like 12:30 and I was nodding off. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I had driven all the way. Uh, to see her I had a long day and I couldn't stay up so that show Girl. was very real and that's not even just a mom thing that's the once you hit your 30s thing because when I tell you I'd be like y'all better text me and let me know we going out early because if you're not texting me till eleven thirty, I am not putting real clothes back on period actually we're not going anywhere where we can't lounge don't ask me to go somewhere and there's there aren't any seats please <laughs> And that's, that's the problem with going to the major city clubs and stuff. Oh, y'all didn't get, y'all didn't pay for um, a booth. Y'all didn't pay. Oh, we got to stand up the whole time. Yeah, not fun. That's one of the good times to be in a smaller venue. <laughs> for then, sure. Let's not forget Halsey. She performed. She did she great. Did. She looks amazing. So. I didn't actually watch her night. performance, but I like Halsey. So I'm glad to hear it. But all right. That's it for us for quick headlines today, guys. Feel free, as always, to sound off in any comment on any of our social medias and let us know what you think. Let's move on to hot topics, Laura. We got to get a little bit more serious. If you guys have been paying attention, Dave Chappelle's in the headlines quite a bit right now. The head of Netflix is taking heat for repeatedly defending Dave Chappelle's controversial special, The Closer, saying that the company believes that transphobic remarks by the comedian won't result in real world harm. Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix, sent a company-wide memo this week addressing the controversy. He said, we know that a number of you have been left angry, disappointed, and hurt by our decision to put Dave Chappelle's latest special on Netflix. With the closer, we understand the concern is not about offensive to some content, but titles which could increase real world harm, such as further marginalizing already marginalized groups, hate, violence, etc. Last year, we heard similar concerns about 365 days and violence against women. While some employees disagree, we have a strong belief that content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world 
harm. Sarandos's note comes amid backlash against Netflix for releasing Chappelle's special earlier this month. Hours before details of his memo were published, the LA Times reported that some of Netflix's employees were planning a walkout next week to protest Dave Chappelle's special. Moreover, Netflix recently suspended a trans employee who tweeted about the special's transphobia. Netflix has said the employee was suspended not for her viral tweets, but for attending a director-level business meeting without invitation. The company has since lifted the suspension. Chappelle has remained mostly mum, but did make an appearance at the Hollywood Bowl earlier this month, reportedly telling the crowd, if this is what being canceled is like, I love it. Is Dave Chappelle immune to cancellation? Immune? Hmm, that's a great question. He's definitely protected. I understand that to a degree, right? Because up until this point, Dave Chappelle is one of the greats. I've seen almost everything he's ever done. So I get why people want to protect him. But I think it's important that no one's above reproach, which means you can F up sometimes. And so, and you need to be called out on it because you're not God. You're not Jesus. No one is. We are all human. We're all living this human experience together. And if he messes up on a big platform like Netflix, he needs to be called out about it. I did not watch the special just because I've been very, very busy. (laughs) But what I gather from what I read and what I've heard on podcasts, I feel like it's important especially being a person of color, a black person here in the United States of America to just have a level of empathy when it comes to talking about a minority group. It just seems like the level of uh, insensitivity is a blind spot. And I'm not saying that as an excuse, but it's like, you know, I don't talk about the Russian experience in the 90s because I don't know it. And so why am I going to make a joke about it? And the reason why I brought up Russia is because we're going to be doing Black Widow, okay? So (laughs) it's relevant. But yeah, what about you, Ashley? So for the sake of research, I watched it today on my lunch. I had not necessarily intended to, but... He did say, to your point about empathy, he ended it by saying empathy is bisexual. It goes both ways. And I think one of his points, and if you watch it, you'll note, is that he was feeling that there was not always a empathy given to Black people in the same way that it is given to the LGBTQ plus community. So I feel like that was one of his major themes that he was trying to posit throughout the special. But he also opened at the top saying that this was his last special for a while. So I was like, did he just say, fuck it? Like, I'm just gonna get all this off my chest. Apparently, he had a lot of controversy from his last Mm. special, Sticks and Stones. And so it felt like he just wanted to address a lot of what had been discussed. By the way, it was recorded in Detroit, Delora. So FYI (laughs) on that. Um, I'm gonna preface the rest of this by saying that I have encountered Dave Chappelle in person a couple of times in Dayton. Um, he's a very low key person and approachable person when I've, you know, interacted with him, but I have not kept up with his comedy special. So 
the, you know, I have to differentiate between, oh yeah, you're still a human being with, okay, but you're still a comedian who does job, who puts out these specials and could be, you know, doing some level of harm to people. I wanted to preface what my remarks were going to be just by saying that I have encountered Dave Chappelle a couple of times in person in Dayton, and he's very low key and approachable, but I have to differentiate, obviously, the fact that, okay, in person, he may seem that way, but he's still a comedian. He still puts out art that people could be offended by. Absolutely. Off the bat in the special, I had to remember that because he starts off shocking, Delora. <laughs> One of the first things in the first five minutes he says is that he w- he enjoyed molestation by a preacher and coming into the preacher's face, right? So immediately oh it was what? like, oh, right. This is wow. Dave Chappelle, right? So it was almost like he's an equal opportunity offender. He did spend quite a bit of time during the special discussing his relationship and comments with the trans community. And he did refer to himself as transphobic a couple of times in the special. So absolutely. Mm. Do I get the controversy? Absolutely. Do I understand why people are upset? Absolutely. I also understand um, some of the thoughts around what he mentioned in terms of Black people maybe not always feeling like they are also an advocate and an ally when it comes to Black issues, when it comes to mm-hmm. um, situations that happen. So I think it was of note that that seemed like that was his argument. But again, I can't defend any of his comments that he made throughout the special. Yeah. Right. And, and the one thing I want to highlight is cutting out LGBTQIA plus community but within that community, there are Black and people of color who don't feel like they even get the level of respect that maybe their white counterparts experience. Absolutely. So I feel like he's missing a whole... St- There's no nuance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I, based off of what I've heard, he's using a machete, you know? He, there was no nuance in the fact that, yes, there's an intersectionality between being LGBTQ+, being potentially trans, what have you, and also being a minority, also being Black or whatever else. He's obviously a Black man speaking from his own perspective. And again, I can't excuse any of the jokes. I would never make those jokes. I don't agree with the spirit behind a lot of the things that he says, though, even about women and about the Me Too movement and a lot of the things he says, I think one of the things that makes it so unique is that, again, he's an equal opportunity offender when it comes to his jokes. So I I can never deny that, hey, if the trans community feels like this is harmful and this needs to be taken down, then they have a merit to say so, right? But Netflix use about the one employee who was in a director's meeting that wasn't supposed to be in one that was weak that was really weak it, and it was also just really bad optics because yeah. you, it seems like you're censoring that person's right to speech and you know Dave Chappelle brought up a trans woman that he became close to who took her own life and it was a you know, her family coming out and also supporting Dave Chappelle. So there's been a lot of nuance in this story in general and a lot of different. Like that one black friend. That, exactly. Um, no, no, sure no. That one coach no, who got no. in trouble recently. No, seriously. It's like 
And there's so many stories and so much nuance to the story in terms of, oh, but no, but this is happening over here. But no, but Netflix is defending mm-hmm. it. But no. So there's a lot to keep yeah. up with with it. But overall, I guess I want to make my sentiments clear. I do not agree with making fun of with possibly, put, you know, putting in harm's way or putting in danger the trans community or the LGBTQ plus community. So in general, if they feel Agreed. aggrieved and they feel like this special is harmful to them, then I agree with the necessary steps to remove this content. That's just where I fall in it. Period. So our final hot topic, lightening it back up just a little Bit. We are talking about Adele's new music. It's been a long time, Delora. Hello, it's me. <laughs> the wait is officially over as the 15-time Grammy winner has released the first single off of her fourth studio album, 30. With Easy On Me, it's the star's first release in more mm-hmm. than six years my god I didn't even realize it had been that long that's a very long time I agree in the world of but I music. love Adele yeah <laughs> but the fact that she's still so relevant that she got two covers of Vogue at the same damn time I mean shows you her power she's a legendary classic in my eyes like even though mm-hmm. she's only put out three like her voice is iconic so timeless It is what it is. On Wednesday, Adele announced that her fourth studio album, 30, will be dropping on November 19th. And from the looks of her latest Instagram post, it's sure to be one of her most personal albums yet. The album, which is all about divorce, as she told a fan during Instagram Live over the weekend, acted as her saving grace while she she healed from grief following her divorce from ex Simon Konecki, which was finalized earlier this year. In an interview with Vogue, Adele explained that 30 wasn't just for her, but also for her nine year old son Angelo Adele said I just feel like I wanted to explain to him through this work through this record when he's in his 20s or or 30s who I am and why I voluntarily chose to dismantle his entire life in the pursuit of my own happiness Mm. adding of the whole experience it made him really unhappy sometimes and that's a real wound for me that I don't know if I'll ever be able to heal Delora. Mm. Also, according to Vulture, a coinciding television special may not be far behind the album's release. The outlet reported that the singer and her camp have approached multiple networks and platforms about the idea of staging a TV special tied to the new release. And if the special is a go, it's expected to premiere before the end of the year, just in time for the holidays. So give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on the first single. And also, are you excited for this new album? Ashley, I have been a fan of Adele since the very beginning. <laughs> so am I excited? Heck yes. Okay. I um, I never, I will never forget um, her last album. I was trying to get freaking tickets to. And it was around the holiday season because the my coworkers and I were going out to lunch and that we only did that for the holidays right and i remember flat out looking my manager in the eye and saying i am trying to purchase adele tickets right now 
I just need to let you know what I'm doing because this is what is going to be happening right now. And the level of anxiety that I had trying to refresh that freaking page to purchase some tickets that I never got. Oh, you know, moments in pop culture, right? But <laughs> real life moments in pop culture. But yeah, I just immediately thought of never mind. I'll find someone like you. And you know, for me, okay. (laughs) Rolling in the deep is the one song that kind of comes to mind for me. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited. She released her single earlier than planned because it was supposed to be on the 15th at midnight. Well, it still Uh, will drop at that time in the UK. We just get it earlier. Oh, ooh, thank you, Dale. Yes. We, um, we also have access to her new music video, which I love because there are wonderful callbacks. She loves an abandoned house and a wooden chair. <laughs> she loves, I mean, she loves wind blowing through her hair. And it, it's just, I love the callbacks. But what I do love the most about the video this time around is towards the end, we get some color. We get... The wonderful, you know, uh, again, her eye makeup is legendary. Okay, (laughs) I mean, but we get the perfect cat eye, the perfect, you know, the burgundy because it's fall. Her music always comes out around this time of year also. And what I was saying before was she did a whole NBC special before uh, or during the rollout of her last album and uh, she performed in front of people and it was amazing. So I just love, 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 love everything about it. I'm rooting for you, sis. And I am ready to listen to her music with open, with an open heart and open ears <laughs> because, you know, people are ready to tear people down and that's not me when it comes to Adele. So how about you? Absolutely Christian? not. I am excited, but at the same time, I know that Adele's going to put me in my feelings because Adele always puts me in my feelings. Even listening to this first single, Easy on Me, um, vocally, beautifully written. Vocally, she never misses a step, obviously. But absolutely, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the lyrics, I'm relating to the lyrics, I'm thinking about what they mean for her and her life. Um, I love the video treatment. I thought it was gorgeous. I even love the kind of whimsicalness of having the music sheets flying and the symbolism Mm -hmm. of that. I love that we go from black and white to color. I love Mm -hmm. at the end how we kind of have the behind the scenes moment of them doing a cut and keeping that part in because I love behind the scenes anything. So just in general, I was excited for it. Again, I hadn't realized it been six years, but you don't realize how much you miss people musically until they come back after a a break. Because a lot of pop girls could never, they could never. And come back this strong, never. I mean, again, it's the timelessness, I think, of her artistry and her Mm -hmm. voice that to me is like, oh, Adele, you've been gone, girl. Yes, I missed you, but you know, that you will, you will never probably miss a step in your delivery of anything. And obviously she's living her best life right now. She's glowing. She looks beautiful. She got Rich Paul on the arm. I mean, she's living her best life. So happy for you, girl. The last thing I want to say, Ashley, and it just came to me, I saw excerpts of her Vogue interview as well. And the thing that I love the most about 
my favorite artist is they understand growth and evolution. Yes. And one of the things that is so important is the fact that like her other albums have been about what the guys have done to her. But she said that this album is about her and her in the relationship. Exactly. And the, and the missteps. Because she said, I had to look at myself. Yeah, she was like, when I listen back and I think like, oh, it was always about, fuck you, you did this or that. Well, the common denominator Mm -hmm. is me. Maybe I'm the problem. So absolutely, you can tell that there's Mm -hmm. been some level of growth, not just musically, but a maturity. And again, what Mm -hmm. I love is that because of the way she titles her albums, you remember that Adele is still young she's 33 Mm -hmm. years old right and so she's gone through different life stages that we've gotten to experience with her through music and I also just lastly love that I get to hear a parent's perspective when it comes to how they feel about Mm -hmm. their child going through a divorce because often Mm -hmm. I don't really hear a parent's perspective to think that I may have damaged my child and how am I going to live with that and I want to hear how she interprets that through her music. That's an excellent point because you get the pinks who tells her parents about what their relationship did to her. Yes. But yeah, excellent point. Mm. Well, Adele, we're here for it. And obviously, guys, once the album drops, we're going to be talking about it on the mic. So yes. looking so yes, forward yes. to that. But Delora, if there's nothing else, girl, that is our episode for today. What are we mm-hmm. recapping for the people again? I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but say it one I more time. sure did. We are going to be talking about Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Very much looking forward to this recap. Marvel fans, where y'all at? We will be back with that recap. Looking forward to it, guys. As always, be blessed. Take care of yourselves. We love you. We thank you so much for your support. See you next time.